gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to episode 36 of the Boldly Going Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jason Sowell. Really excited about this episode for you uh, to hear from my friend, Nelson Cacciatore. Uh, Nelson is amazing. Dude, dude is incredible. He is a ball of energy. Uh, he is, uh, I want to say outspoken, but not in a bad way. He, uh, he will definitely, uh, he will definitely talk to you about if you, if you run into him somewhere, he will talk to you. He won't even have to know you. He'll probably start massaging you because, uh, what he does is, uh, pretty, pretty cool. He, uh, a few years ago started a company called Epic Body Work and Massage. He's a massage therapist. Um, but it's deeper than that, no pun intended. He does. Uh, it, there's a deeper thing to that for him, and his theme uh, for the business and, and for him in life is move freely, and that's something he talks about a lot. That's the title of this episode: move freely. Uh, Nelson is amazing. Um, Epic body work is is incredible. Uh, you should definitely look into them. You can go follow him on the uh, on the social medias uh, at uh, his name Nelson Cacciatore. Or uh, on Instagram, you can look him up directly at catch C A T C H T I S. If you can uh, look that up, and then go follow Epic Body as well uh, at Epic Body Work. And uh, man, I'm really excited for you to hear from uh, from Nelson and what we talk about. I'm just talking about the the human body and the <clears throat> the art specimen, uh, the the living art specimen, as he calls it. Um, and why it's important to, to, for your body to be corrected and all things functioning properly and muscles in the proper place and posture. All these things are very, very important. And so uh, we talk about all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, on the Boldly Going podcast, we have people that are doing incredible things. They're trying to make the world better. They're trying to make um, – improve their lives and other people's lives and they're doing something creative and uh boldly going as we say uh to follow a dream to uh try to accomplish something and that's exactly what nelson is doing so i'm excited for you to hear from him before we jump into it let me remind you uh we are a part of the uh state lines podcast network please go check out uh, state state dash lines.com or you can on uh on the social media elements at state lines and uh follow them go go hear the other podcasts other articles really really good stuff also uh i always encourage you to get involved in your community community do something to give back uh that is a uh, i feel like one of the biggest factors in um maybe you work work a job that you don't like you know you're not satisfied with your life um, getting involved in your community and giving back and doing something to help people that are less fortunate to, than you in a very tangible way uh, helps change that perspective, helps you understand, like gives meaning and purpose to your life beyond um, just a career or something that you mundanely go through every day. Uh, so uh, please do that. Find something to get involved in. If, uh, if you uh, care about what, what I do and the, the uh the organization that I run, please, we'd love for you to get involved with us at Current Initiatives, and you can follow us online at engagecurrent.org or on social media at engagecurrent. You can sign up to volunteer. You can get involved in things that we do. Uh, and if it's not that, find something. Find something you're passionate about that, that uh, strikes a chord with you and get involved with that. And, um, yeah, give back. Boldly go and do something to help, help the community. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for making it all the way to episode 36 with us so far. Uh, really excited for you as we continue on. We've got some great guests coming up as well. So here we go. Let's jump into episode 36, 
Move Freely with Nelson Cacciatore. So it's been recording this whole time. So oh, sorry. I'm glad you didn't yeah. say anything bad about Heather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't so, put this out there. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Nelson Catch. I don't know. I've never known how to say your last name. Cacciatore? Like, yeah, Chicken Cacciatore. All right. So Nelson Cacciatore, epic body work and massage in the house for the, uh, for the podcast. Um, so I, I wanted you on because the, the whole idea of the podcast is, is about people doing, um, doing the thing that they love putting good stuff into the world um, and what you're doing with Epic to me is exactly that. Like you started your own business Thanks. and you're, um, I want you to explain the whole thing about what Epic is, but um, it's a pretty broad direction. Not, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not, uh, well, you know, cause like most people think even like I posted a photo of getting a massage yesterday and, and people are like, Oh, how was your massage yesterday? And they don't that I saw them last night. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it was great, but it's not like what you think. It's not like a normal massage. It's like, yeah, we're just going to relax you a little bit. So um, I guess start off talking. Tell us about Epic. Tell everyone about like how you got into it, why you started it, all that. That's uh, All right, let's see if we can figure this out. Um, I got into massage um, actually from a young age. My mother um, had a, a bad car accident when she was 17. So by the time I, I came around and uh, was about four years old, I think she was in her late 20s, um, had a lot of headaches and uh, uh, neck aches. So, you know, I was a baby of four, um, mama's boy, so I, I would help mom out and get her headaches to go away. And I found this really cool thing out that I could get whatever I wanted for dinner or dessert. So it really <laughs> motivated me to um, aspire to succeed. Um, and then my parents did this um, game, which now I realize it was pretty wise four kids they would both put their two feet off the bed my dad's two feet my mom's two feet and put a child on each foot and egg us all on as to who gave the best foot massage so half an hour later my parents played musical chairs with kids on feet and got a bunch of massages so uh, apparently i ended up being pretty competitive um you know yeah so as time went on i ended up um massaging friends of mine that sat in front of me in school, um, uh, massaging friends of mine that were on um, athletic teams, uh, massaging cute girls that were on opposing teams as well, and sometimes their boyfriends who would come and get mad at me. So um, it, was an inter- <laughs> it was an interesting youth. Um, and then I was going to school for psychology, um, you know, jump forward many years. Um, I'm in college, and it's just a really depressing field. There's a lot of negativity in it. And I just I didn't want to face those challenges every day. Um, I didn't want people complaining and um, venting to me and me just giving them medication or, or um, mental ideas. And there's nothing wrong with that field. It's just not what I wanted out of my day-to-day interaction. Yeah, uh, Massage kind of always allowed me that. Um, and I've had a very adventurous youth that allowed me to sustain multiple injuries in which God apparently doesn't allow me to die from. And in my progress of my own life's healing, I, I got body work and massage. So my experience of receiving massage was positive, um, although I didn't really get the advanced work early on. Um, while going to school for psychology, I realized massage met my goals. It gave me a short-term um, 
achievement of being able to see immediate reward of clients. Um, um, hey, I was hurting, now I'm not. All right, cool, that was worth my time. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not like a, a two-year building project where I don't get to see the, the fruits of my labor until the very, very end. But then on the same accord, I can have clients that stay with me for years and I get these long-term goals we work towards, total body restructuring, um, um, health habitation of life. You know, uh, you see their entire lives go in a, a new direction and unfolding. It's, it's a really beautiful journey to be a part of. So I feel richly rewarded in more than just my job. So when I got into massage, um, I realized early on I wanted to do sports massage. Um, it's more science orientated. It's more of a level my body understood. Um, I, I, I knew what pain was like, and I knew my desire to relieve my, I guess, haunting of pain, knowing that something's always nagging you, and, and it feels like something's jabbing you, or you got a burning pain, or a, a spasm, you know, just mm-hmm. typical pains. Yeah. Um, I ended up skateboarding, mountain bike riding, um, uh, sustained skull fractures, um, jumping off of buildings, setting myself on fire. Like I was just a very wild kid. So, I mean, I'm talking horrific nerve pain, bone pains, all kinds of stuff. So in my um, progress of going through learning sports massage, I realized that there's many other modalities of massage. So I, I realized that I don't know everything about anything. I know nothing. So now I became very hungry to learn. So I think now I'm 13, almost 13 years in, and I've still, I, I, I over, overstudy, overlearn, and um, it'll never end. There, there's so much I want to obtain knowledge and comprehension of. Um, so when I got into to doing massage, um, I realized that uh, my clients uh, liked the fact that I could answer their questions about their health. So I had to know more about their bodies than they did. So if somebody had a condition, I would go back and I would learn more about it. If I took a course and I didn't understand something, I would read an entire book trying to understand it. Mm. So I, I, I rather quickly became advanced in my career. Um, I ended up becoming a uh, vice president of the Tampa Bay chapter of the Florida State Massage Therapy Association. Um, at the time, I think I was overseeing about 750 therapists in the local four-county area, um, Hillsborough, Pinellas, Pasco, and Hernando. Um, so I, I, like yourself, worked with a nonprofit. Um, I wanted to help out other people. I wanted to um, help out other therapists. Um, I have a lot of life experiences. Um, I had multiple jobs and different careers. Um, I spent time in the military. Um, and I, I wanted to be able to reach um, more than just my client load. So working with other therapists, I worked with people that knew more than I did, people who had been therapists you know, two decades, people that could answer my questions. What were the trends in the industry? How were things shaping? Um, if I mix this modality with this modality, how would that enhance the session? You know, so I could ask these great comprehensive questions. And thank God I had all these people there to help um, kind of usher me into this industry that I at the time knew nothing really about. I was still you know, a few years in. Um, I started doing massage at um, Whole Foods because people realized um, that I was able to speak well about massage, about the body, and about health. Um, so I started working with the healthy-minded community of Tampa Bay. At the time, I believe they were the only real um, uh, large grocery store in the area, so everybody went there. Um, I got in touch with a lot of people. I met other therapists, and I realized many other therapists were great caregivers, were great um, healers, were very um, compassionate um, um, people, hardworking people, but didn't always make good business decisions. So when I realized that my book of business had me booked up months out and my friends that were equally as skilled were going days sometimes without work, I was like, well, well what's going on? 
um, it turns out that they just liked their job, but they didn't want to run a business. They didn't know how to do that. So um, I, I, I talked to the board for a while, and I said, "Listen, I'm going to step down from private work, and I'm, I'm going to, or, or from public um, a nonprofit, and I'm going to go into private work. Um, I, I've got some goals I can work on differently." Um, working with a nonprofit, you got to work with um, a lot of different boards, higher ups, this and that. Every mm-hmm. decision takes longer. Yeah. Um, and in business world, sometimes you got to move quick. Yeah. And know that. Well, yeah. even in nonprofit yeah, world, but you need to move quick, but you can't. Yeah. Sometimes. It's it's tricky. You you have more restraint. Mm-hmm. So um, I started working um, together with friends to realize what their business goals and directions were, and we started overlapping them. Um, so I had a previous business before Epic. Um, with a partner, um, I now have Epic solely. Um, my wife um, helps me um, 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 run the board to make sure that I don't go um, on a whim and just you know make decisions that completely redirect the company. We all right. need, we all need bearings right. and, and boundaries, so um, I have that counterbalance. And she's the brilliant one of the two, correct, of you anyway. <laughs> correct. I'm I'm the aspiring dreamer, and she's like, whoa, 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 let's figure out what's actually possible. So right. um, it's it's good to have those dueling worlds in unison. So even with that dueling world, um, I, with my team, I have many therapists of different intentions, different directions, but we share the same common goal. So as we built this team, we realized that we needed to do more than just everybody else's business. And that's where it became epic. My daughter actually named it that when she realized we were rebuilding. And, uh, well, what are you going to call it, Dad? And, well, I, I don't know, honey. What do you think, Haley? She goes, well, what are you going to do there? And, you know, so I said, well... I don't know. I'm going to be the business owner all by myself. I got to figure this out. What are we going to do? We, we we like doing massage. We like helping people. We like educating people. We like lifting other people up. We like encouraging people. We like supporting people. Um, it's kind of a whole lot. And she goes, "That's pretty epic." And I go, "Well, yeah, that is." She goes, "Why don't you call it epic?" I go, "Are we just going to call it epic?" And she goes, "Well, call it epic body work." You know, parallel to the old company. And mm-hmm. so uh, I said, "Well, why, why don't we add massage in there? Because we're going to have different levels of intensity." She goes, "I like that." So we, uh, we came up with Epic Body Work and Massage. Um, so I think at nine years old, um, I, I didn't have to pay her much for naming rights, but um, I, did, <laughs> I did have to take her out for ice cream. I did get her dinner, and uh, I think special daddy-daughter time, we just kind of hung out and played games. She likes playing card games a lot. So, um, so now we're on to Epic. Um, we've got a 4,800-square-foot office in um, uh, West Shore, South Tampa area. So we're south of... 275 North of Kennedy, um, just a few blocks off the Dale Mabry on West State Street. And um, we offer educational classes to the uh, uh, therapist of the area. So we have different presenters coming in there teaching. We offer um, educational space for um, health presenters that want to teach. We've had people teaching first aid, teaching energy work, um, um, other um, things that relate to our industry. But our passion is body work. That's why we're Epic Body Work and Massage. Um, body work is an advanced form of massage. Um, more Very good. I was going to ask you what the difference between body work and massage is. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it, it's it's just more um, specified. Um, massage is, is a very broad umbrella that covers many, many different modalities. Modalities are different techniques or, or thought processes behind the, the strokes or techniques being applied in a given time frame. Most massage is uh, around Swedish orientation, which means it's going back towards the heart. You're circulating blood flow, lymphatic flow back towards the body for processing. But you can have different techniques. You can have myofascial work, which is focused on opening up planes of movements throughout the body. This is uh, connected cells. 
that hold and bind in. You have structural work of different modalities. Um, this definitely goes into body work. Um, um, structural work, obviously, like the description, is moving the components of the body in relation to each other. So it's not just range of motion of a, a small area. It's range of motion of an entire line of movement. Um, there's pregnancy massage where you can work with the mother and give space to the womb. You can um, help um, nourishment oh, wow. for the child. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. It's a two-for-one, you know. It's a, it's a really it's good price to you. Yeah. Wow. Um, you have relaxation massage, which sometimes you're just so overwhelmed and guarded that you just need to literally drop your shield down a little bit. And so it's a very nurturing massage. It's a very calming, peaceful massage. Um, there's work at, that we specialize in, structural energetic therapy, where we release... Um, tension through the body that unravels the dura mater of the spine. So that's the um, innermost sheath of connective tissue holding the brain and the spinal cord. Um, that unraveling allows further releases across the body. Um, we can do neuromuscular work where we just release um, uh, basically uh, adhesions or balls or what everybody calls knots in their muscles, and it, it allows um, greater play of mobility. Um, and just the, the, the modalities go on and on. But yeah. um, another other end is energy work. You can do work without even touching the body um, or work that gently touches the body to create um, mental awareness of space so the body can process signals. Um, it, it just depends on what a client's goal is in a given time frame. Mm -hmm. So Epic Body Work and Massage allows clients to come in and see multiple specialized therapists that work together. We work on each other. We work um, with shared clients. So we know what another therapist would be doing with their session. Mm -hmm. We keep notes and we share those notes on the clients, obviously. But um, it's where can you go for specialized help? And where can you go when you want somebody to do something else? There's not really a place that offers that in a, in a large spectrum. Yeah. So um, that's what we have going on. Um, we uh, have further growth within the company. Um, Heather's going to be developing, I think, actually it is developed, and we're launching in the next month, Epic Chatter. It's going to be a, um, a support group for women, uh, paralleling the, the commonality of the, the company goals. Um, being that she is a, a mother of four children, has a foster, uh, obviously had to survive so far an eight-year marriage together with me and built a company. <laughs> um, you know, uh, uh, death in the family, um, 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 family issues, um, a lot of challenges. She's going to go more into that. But where do you go in life by yourself? It's really hard. So now she's able to work together with other women who have had similar challenges, um, completely different challenges, and they're all pulling together to create a, a habitat of health and healing for women in the Tampa area um, for very, 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 very cheap. Um, it's not counseling. It's not religious. It is just positivity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's going to be um, in our house. So we've got a, a very large 2,200 square foot training room you've seen. Um, you know, we should be able to fit about 120, 150 per meeting in there. So um, we're, we're pretty excited about that opportunity. And we're going to be working, um, getting yoga into the studio. Obviously, if our slogan is move freely, everything we do encompasses movement, whether it's mind, spirit, or body. Um, yoga parallels very well with that. So that should be coming to us in October. Um, we have further goals down the road, but um, nothing should ever be stagnant. It should always be moving. Even, even a, a backwards movement could give you redirection to see a, a broader picture. So yeah. backwards movements aren't even bad all the time. Sideways movements sometimes let you, you know, save challenges. Mm -hmm. Everything can be good. Just what are you paying attention to? I love that you say that too because especially in a world of, you know, trying to start a business or someone, let's say someone's at their job that they hate 
wanting to do something else. They have aspirations for other things. And there's always excuses of why they can't do those things. Or they try and they get set back. We always look at that, or nine times I'd say we look at that as a negative. Well, maybe I can't do it or I'm not meant to do it or whatever. But I agree with you say that just because you went backwards and it didn't work that way doesn't mean like you're still moving. You're still trying. Like it's better that you're moving than not than being stagnant. Yeah, because you're you're you have energy. It's just like when people. The difference. What is it? Um, I'm not a fighter, so please you know don't don't chide me if I get this wrong. But uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a coach, and he said that <coughs> he trains in two different styles: um, jujitsu, which is grappling. And I believe the other was um, um, uh, Thai boxing or, or um, um, Muay Thai. Muay Thai. That's it. Yes, correct. Sorry, I couldn't think of it offhand. Um, and that's striking. So he specializes in two completely different techniques of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that it's one is pulling energy to you, and one is pushing energy away from you. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's pretty profound. I never really quite analyzed that direction of it. Um, and it's the same thing with mind, body, and spirit. So um, if something goes down, it's still moving. You just got to figure out where is it going down, when does it go back up, when can it go sideways, can it roll, can it pitch, can it wobble, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that just takes paying attention. So um, it parallels, again, with what we talk with business. Um, when I'm in session with clients and same thing with our team, um, we're trying to figure out what is a living art specimen doing. It's a human body. Um, it's 12 different systems that are interacting at one time. Any change you make somewhere affects everything everywhere. It's all connected. You're one body when you come in the room. You're one body when you leave the room. We've just got to give you more space, more room about the cabin. <clears throat> yeah. And tie your brain into it so you can own it and control it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I'm fascinated about when you do massages, like, you'll be dealing with my, like, doing something on my head or my arm and know that a completely different part of my body that seemingly would be unrelated is tightened or tense. Yeah. That's affecting my fingers and it's my, you know, my thigh or whatever. Your brain is tuned into where I'm touching you, but I can feel and see through your whole body. I just need a two inch window. If I can, if I can just get a few cells it's all a relay. You're made up of water controlled by electricity. If you know how to feel and listen, you can hear conversations within. Um, I didn't know all this, but I had to spend time. I had to spend time working on bodies. I had to spend time on the table myself. I get a lot of massage. So I understand the experience, the process. My, my body's been cleaned up a lot. I don't have as much, um, I guess limitations in signal pathways. Mm-hmm. My signals can go cleanly because we've removed so many adhesions, so many emotional uh, memories, so many um, traumas through the body, and it's over time created healthier and healthier, healthier cells. I still have scar tissue. I have more. I, I honestly probably have more ripped ligaments in my body than I have functional ligaments. My bones can move further than other people, so I have to keep my muscle tenacity engaged almost constantly to prevent my bones from dislocating. So I have to require more constant massage to allow me to keep the constant abuse. And then I have a manual labor job. And people are like, well, what the hell are you doing? If I had another job, I'd be on surgery and pills in a heartbeat because I have to keep moving. Mm. If I keep moving, I can maintain. So when I had to learn, uh, I guess it's like bada knees. I don't know how to use, what do you call it when you learn to speak body? I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's not really a a word for it. Yeah. Uh, I had to learn to listen to myself. (coughs) So I had to learn 
when all those years of being a endurance athlete, being a runner, a swimmer, a bike rider, um, uh, uh, skateboarder, things like that, you tune out pain. Mm-hmm. Something hurts, and I can't think about this. You know, I, I broke my ankle one time, and I had to skateboard like two miles home. I got hit by a car at 45 miles an hour, broke my wrist. I had to carry my bike and walk a mile and a half home. You know, that, mm-hmm. it happens. I didn't realize how much I ignored my body and reprogrammed my brain that, no, it doesn't mean that. Well, no, it does. I wanted to choose to ignore it. So now when my body says, hey, this hurts, I say, no, it doesn't. So now I've learned to not even listen to that signal. That signal doesn't even make it to my brain. Well, then how am I going to monitor that section of my body? How am I going to send cells to repair? How am I going to loosen up if I can't even hear it? Mm. So I had to learn that I knew nothing. I had to relearn myself. I had to relearn my body and space. I spent time naked in front of a mirror saying, I think I'm standing up straight. And I look at myself and I'm all zigzagging and and looking like I'm playing um, Twister. I'm like, what in the heck happened? I had that much distortion in my body. So over time, it gets easier. And as I've learned to listen to myself, I recognize the same sounds in you. I've had that same pain. I know what it feels like and I know the counterpoints. One, I've studied the body, but two, I've spent time on the table. So you couple those two understandings together magic happens it's so fascinating do you think um i because i i theor- would theorize that every human body needs what you the kind of stuff that you do oh, absolutely because there's trauma i feel like there's a lot of people like depression things like that and some of that is psych- psychological for sure but i think some of that also is trauma in the body that isn't worked out it's not been released, so it's causing also psychological issues. I mean, you studied psychology, so you know that. Yeah. <coughs> um, the, the, here's an easy one that anyone can understand. The pattern of grief. Mm, yeah. In your mind, what does somebody look like crying? You have that image already, right? Yeah. Their head's forward. Their mm-hmm. chest is collapsed. Their arms are heavy, right? Right. So if somebody's been crying for days, they are shallow breath because their ribs are heavy and their head's laying on them. They are hard-hearted because the weight of their upper body is now locking onto their heart. They are um, anxious and worried and strained because their heart can't move in the cavity of the chest. You literally self-induce to keep yourself in that pattern. Wow. And then that now locks your ribs, pushes the point of your sternum, your xiphoid process, into the diaphragm. This starts causing strain on the, um, um, all the um, sphincter valves. You get um, hiatal hernia starting to develop. You get acid reflux, heartburn. All kinds of things can happen all because you cried for a few days and you forgot to stand back up or stretch out of it. You can cause mental issues in your body. You can change the way your endocrine system works. Um, You can change the way your digestive tract works just by having certain emotions and not going back to center. Mm. So somebody that studies a lot, they're all up in their head, right? And over time, they're like, oh, I've been thinking so hard. I'm just tired and run down. Yeah. No, a lot of times their head's leaned over as they're leaning over a desk and looking forward. That's massive amount of pressure down their back. Massive amounts of pressure. So when they stand up, they don't have the energy to get their brain and head back over their tailbone. So now their body is perceiving um, a, a bolstering shouldered weight. Mm-hmm. Of course you can't think. You feel overloaded. Wow. That's a, that is so crazy how much that's all connected yeah so which came first i don't know it it depends on the individual some people their mind came after their body problems some people their body problems came after their mind problems wow 
That's crazy. You know, if you have a job that has repetitious motion, you're going to feel more familiar in those patterns. That doesn't mean your muscles have the memory. It's actually your nerves that have the memories as the myelin sheath keeps wrapping more layers. The more you do that pattern, the more those signals go down that channel, the thicker those layers get. It keeps the signal trapped in longer. So now that signal is very, very efficient as you continue down. So if you drive a stick ship car, you drive typically with your arm heavy centered on the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So that means when you go home, you're going to want to sit on the left armrest typically because your left chest and collarbone, left um, uh, levator scapula and scalene, all these upper neck shoulder muscles are up higher from holding the steering wheel. You're going to be patterned into that. Wow. It controls you. Your habits and hobbies will control you, define you, and eventually break you if you don't get free from them. And that's for anybody. Man. Yeah. So, in your world, how do you, how do you help free somebody from that kind of stuff? Um, first, we got to figure out what their <clears throat> awareness is. <clears throat> so we, 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 we have the same conversation with clients. But we got to figure out where is their competency of their body. Are they in health and fitness already? Mm-hmm. Are they? Is this their first step in towards? Uh, are, are they new into massage? Have they been getting massages but haven't gotten advanced body work? Um, you know, what what is their uh, health regimen on food? Do they eat one healthy meal a day? Do they eat one healthy meal a week? Are they eating five times a day? Are they eating two times a day? All these things change what our capabilities are in a session what we can do with them. Um, Like I said, it's living art. Their body is changing as we work on them. So once we understand that, then we work towards how much time do they give us um, and what are their goals do they want in the session. Um, So a lot of times it's movement, range of motion. So in order to get range of motion to happen, we've got to open up myofascial space. Opening up the myofascial tissue, the connective sheaths that run throughout the body allow new space to be entered into. So if I were to just give you a massage, you might not shift into that new space because your connective tissue limits you. If I open your space up and then lengthen the muscle bellies out, now those muscles can expand into that new compartment. But you're not going to know how to control it because they haven't been there in a while. So if you end up um, lengthening out the Golgi tendon cells and spindle cells, which are located in the tendinous attachments of the muscle belly, now your brain recognizes a new muscle length and how long that muscle is so you have a new communication so what, wow. we, what we do with body work is we go through a series of, of sequences that allow your body to release into these new areas and be balanced that's why we got to know what our time frame goals are mm. because if I open up one hip I have to balance the other hip if I open up one set of ribs I have to balance the other set of ribs you can't leave somebody crooked or they'll be wrecked within you know a day or so this is where um, knowledge and understanding of the body and uh, understanding of how it affects the client matters. This is where education and application have to work together. Yeah. Um, you know, we've interviewed therapists that we won't hire because they have paperwork skills. They went through classes. They went through good schools, mm-hmm. but their application didn't function right. <clears throat> you you have to do techniques right every single time, or it's not going to work. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I, what I think is funny about, or I see how you address this, you know, people talk about massages and like, yeah, I want to get a massage and, 
people are always like, oh, look at you living the living the high life, getting mm-hmm. massage. You know that kind of it. Massages are for some reason equated to pampering. Like, yeah, pampering and that kind of yeah. right, right, that kind of thing. Um, but that's oil rubs, or what we, what we yeah. kind of joke in the industry called a fluff and buff. Okay, um, very superficial. That goes under Swedish massage or spa massage. Now, everybody enjoys a good spa massage. It doesn't sure. matter. I'm not knocking it. Um, I, I still enjoy letting go. I got five kids. I run a company. I got to zen out, chill out, let mm-hmm. go, relax, and just unwind. It's 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 beautiful, but it's a different, complete goal yeah. than what we do at Epic Body Work and Massage. Um, we can do a nice, relaxing Swedish massage, mm-hmm. but we mastered that, you know, many, many thousands and thousands and thousands of hours ago of application. Um, we've just continued our learning from that point, more specifically in a medical direction. Um, but that massage helps. Mm-hmm. By all means, it helps. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends on who wants that. The general aspect of society wants massage. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that body work exists or is what it functions as right. as a possibility. Yeah. Because well, that's more like what you're dealing with is therapy yeah. more so than like we're not just here to pamper and relax. Like. And it's not, this is it's not physical therapy. It's, it's right. beyond physical therapy. Physical therapy a lot of times is intense sessions to help you function a localized area yeah. and, and give strength to those muscles. Again, a beautiful, beautiful thing to have done. But what's the next thing down the line? So we do two-hour sessions. We do 90-minute sessions. I could do a two-hour session on one arm. I'll do an hour session on one foot because there's so many layers and directions and spacing to be had if you know the sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like you said earlier with, with what somebody can get when they get there and, and your experience there, um, you know, when you disconnect and properly connective, connective tissue, it's eventful. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll take your breath away. Uh-huh. It, it can cause you to, well, what's the disclaimer? Scream, shout, twitch, shake, sweat, Vibrate, um, you know, ramble at the mouth. All kinds of things can come out of your body that you forgot about. Yeah, it's it's a, a very very basic joke um, term in the, in the industry is issues in the tissues. Um, let's say you fall off your bike. You're scared, right? You're a little kid. You're scared. Mm-hmm. When you hit the ground, the impact of the ground hits you. You're still scared, and now you're in pain, right? That fear feeling impacted through your whole body, not just where it cut you on the road, not just the little road rash scratch. Mm-hmm. So if you don't remember to shake it off and let go of that, there's a little bit of that memory still in there. So you guard that and you hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has to let go. When it lets go, you might not remember why all of a sudden you're walking to work one day and you, you bang your knee on a car that was parked too close and you remember being a kid falling off the road on your bike and you're like what the why did that come up yeah well you might have tweaked the same spot that you stored a memory at it stores in your brain and in your physical cells it's the crazy stuff dude that's nuts dude the body body's amazing it's it's crazy your body tells a story of your lifetime yeah you just forget to open some chapters and books and reread pages here and there and um, as you let go of things you were unaware you were burdened by, you're free to move forward in the current and now. Mm-hmm. So my life moves at a quicker pace now than it used to. I get more things done in a day. I have more things on my plate. And it's not just growing up and getting older. I'm more efficient with mm-hmm. my body. I'm more efficient with my mind. So I don't spend as much time being burdened by unnecessary energy waste. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- 
I feel it's, it's people put a lot of energy into things without even knowing they're putting energy into them. Even just sitting and staring at a TV. Yeah. Like they're putting energy into something that... A lot of times they're sitting improperly. They're sitting on their tailbone or low back. They're slouched. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts stress on the guts, on the spinal nerves. Um, it makes you perceive that your body is fatigued and run down. So mm-hmm. you think you're resting, but you're absolutely not. Most people sit for a job. They sit to drive to work. They sit to drive back from work. So their psoas, their deep inner hip muscle... It's the uh, muscle that connects your spine to your legs is shortened and locked up. And then they want to do what? Oh, I don't like my belly. I need to work out. I need to do ab work. They just keep locking that thing down, locking that thing down. Right. You're pulling the front of your spine away from the back, and it's eventually going to slip forward. That's why people herniate their um, their lower disc, they, uh, uh, bulging, ruptured disc. It's all the lower back stuff because they can't stand up. Their body is not upright. You take pictures of people from the side, they all have that poochy belly curved butt. It's lower doses. Uh, modern society allows us a privileged life, but that privileged life forces us to sit a lot and keep our arms in front of us. Mm. That allows our back to be weak. you got to stand up. you got to get your muscles balanced. So that's why we're incorporating yoga soon with what we're doing is because we're trying to get people to move and stretch and, and understand the fullness of your body. Right. There's more. You yeah. have more to your life. Than just working and paying bills. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why do you think um, some of that kind of stuff? So, like yoga, for example, is becoming more common. And it's always been around, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's. I feel like just probably in the past, I don't know, five to ten years, maybe it's become, and maybe just because you know we we go through trends in the world, but it. I think prior to that, it would people were like, oh, they're yoga people, like. Like it was like, oh, they're the hippies that do yoga kind of thing. And it's now becoming more of a commonality. Who do you want to be? The old looking hippie that's still moving and dancing or the old dude that looks locked down and burdened by work and stress of the world? Yeah. I'm going with the former. Yeah. So I think everybody else is realizing that there's validity to it. When you realize that somebody's organs have a better spatial compartment, they're not on... Um, medications they're not missing work because they feel run down plus stretching's free mm. you gotta buy a yoga mat you gotta buy the cool yoga clothes you know you gotta take you know, buy right, the cool right, phone right, to right. take the Instagram picture and all that <laughs> let's get down to brass tacks stretching is free yeah it takes time movement and breath yeah everybody can afford that yeah I stretch 17 20 times a day I stretch while I'm working on clients if I'm doing a technique that only requires one arm I'm gonna open up my arm and neck on the other side as I walk across the room or in between sessions, I will stretch out my hips. I'll stretch out my back. Um, I hang upside down on an inversion table at my office. You'll see me on the floor in of my office doing leg stretches and, and, and spine stretches. I don't care. I don't hurt because I do that. I'm mm-hmm. going to do that. Yeah. Your judgment of me or thought of me is not going to change the fact that I don't want to be in pain. Yeah. So, yeah, people should stretch. Yeah. Uh, but you have, to, you have to slow down or stop whatever else you're doing to take the time to stretch not true I can stretch in my car I, okay. I try to stretch when I'm at stoplights more so but um, uh, if, if I'm stopping and getting gas I don't have to just stand there mm-hmm. I'll put the pump on lock and I'll do lunges I'll open my hips back up from driving stop and go through traffic around town if I'm on a road trip I'll stop every 2-3 hours and just stretch because I want to break free from tension before tension causes me pain somewhere. Mm. If I can limit the amount of damage, I don't have as much to repair. 
Yeah. If I don't have as much to repair, I'm actually healing and living life. Yeah. My hair fell out from years of abuse and hard work, but, you know, that's going to be the last of it. (laughs) (laughs) We're moving forward from here with the rest of it. Right. The beard game's strong. Right. Yeah, it is. Uh, You know, so... What would you say to someone that was like, uh, like, that might be listening to you talk about that and go, like, I really need that, but I can't afford it. I can't afford to do that. Um, try learning basic videos. The internet's out there. Somebody's put something up. Now, here's the challenge: whether it's good. Work no, or I mean, not. like, I can't afford to go to Epic Body Works. No, I'm saying that's, okay. uh, that's okay. what I'm going. That's yeah, right. yeah. I'm, there are ways to do self massage. You mm, can. Um, okay. Um, I, I can massage majority of my body, but when you do self-massage, you're shortening those myofascial tension planes. So you're not going to get the magnitude of what somebody else can. Plus, you don't have the competency of body relations like we do. It just mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same. That being said, self-therapy is still very, very effective. <clears throat> a tennis ball. You can get a pack of tennis ball for four bucks, three bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably not one that's been slaughtered and chewed up by a dog or left outside. You right. want, you know, let, let's recognize human decency. Let's get something clean and new. Yeah. Feel fancy. Um, but you know, $4 and a pair of socks, um, you can create a self-therapy tool. Tie two tennis balls together in a sock. Tie that sock really, really tight so that they get really, really compacted close. You can use those t- tennis balls to work on your calf. You can work on your entire spinal column, like the, the negative space of your spine will go in between the tennis balls. The tennis balls will line up on either side on the muscles called your erector spinae or your spinellus, your longissimus, your iliocostalis muscles. These are your postural support muscles. These are the ones that everybody wants somebody at work to rub their freaking shoulders and back. Mm-hmm. It's that middle spine stuff, just about you know a millimeter or two on the side of each spine or the side of either, either side of the spine out about two, two and a half inches. Is this thick knotted muscles? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I use a lacrosse ball. I use a golf ball. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. You got to the deep point, but you sacrificed a lot of cells in the process, and you temporarily feel good, but you now have more to repair from. So use a tennis ball and be patient. You lay on for two two minutes, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds, a minute. I don't care how long you lay on it. Lay on it till it stops feeling good. You'll feel your body sink in, just the gravity of your body laying on it will sink in, and you can calm down a lot of these uh, problematic areas. Um, You can also look up, they correlate a lot with the Mushu points, which are energy pathways along the body, and you can um, reignite the body's awareness so that you can repair these cells, and guess what? They don't hurt as much. Mm -hmm. Tennis balls come typically in a pack of three, socks come in a pair of two. Use the second sock and the third tennis ball, tie that off in a knot so it's solo, Sling that over your shoulder. You can work on your shoulder blade. You can work on the side of your spine. You can work on your glutes. Actually, your glutes still sometimes feel good with the two tennis balls. You can lean on a wall. You can um, get a, a table and fold your leg and sit on the table, work on your head. There's all kinds of things you can do self-therapy-wise. So stretching and tennis balls will help you avoid a lot of problems, help you maintain a lot of problems. And then when you come see us for treatments, you gave us a healthier palate to work on. And back to that the living art specimen of the body if I have a pretty palette I can paint a pretty picture yeah you come to me and everything's broken you've given me limited resource to call upon mm-hmm. massage is controlled demolition we don't heal the body we cause God's body to heal itself in a more timely efficient manner and sometimes if you don't open up that space you won't heal in there because you can't hear it so yes everybody still needs us <laughs> yeah what did you say? Massage is what? Controlled demolition. Controlled demolition. 
Interesting. I've never heard it put that way. That's that's brilliant. I push people around for a living. <laughs> I read so I read recently uh, reading this book called Small Victories, um, and there's parts of it parts of it deal with, with grief, parts of it deal with it's it's someone's story, kind of their own their own story, and um, uh, she's telling the story about going to visit a friend that was in a um, rehab. For a while, and there's construction being done on the road, and they keep missing their exit, like because they're they're talking, and the GPS is telling them about this one exit, but they can't get to the exit because of how the construction's done and all this kind of stuff. And like normally, you'd get frustrated by that, you know. Absolutely. All, all, they just <laughs> end up getting they end up getting there like an hour later than they wanted. But one of the points that she made about it, that she had this realization, in all of that, is that much like uh, much like road construction, like living here in Tampa, there's always road construction. Uh, that I much like road business. construction, you're, you as a person, body, mind, all of this stuff, um, there is constantly some type of construction happening. Either yeah. there's demolition happening, there's, there's, never, there's never a point where, all right, everything's done, everything's – the roadways are completely – We take people and then the, we get to have impacting process – and presence on their body after they leave. Yeah. Gives them extra support or redirection, yeah. Yeah. But I never thought about it that way that it's it's true. Like every – there's always some kind of – there's constant demo and rebuilding mm-hmm. going on in your body and mind. And You can't build something new until the old thing got broken down and removed. Yeah. But even taking the time – I think that's something like most people don't even – we don't even pay attention to or recognize that the, the reason I feel the way I feel – Sometimes has more to do with there's there's some demo that needs to happen that mm-hmm. hasn't, but I don't even know what that demo is. I don't even know how to pinpoint it or get to it because you tuned yourself out to get to the success points of where you're at. Just like um, a rally car <clears throat> or any vehicle in a race, mm-hmm. if the race is long enough, it has to stop in the pit for repair. Yeah, I've never owned a vehicle in which I did not get an oil change. Tires balanced, rotated. You know, I, I got basic maintenance. And mm-hmm. normally, if I kept a vehicle long enough, I had to take it in and have some major overhaul done. Yeah. Then I got mature, and I learned if I gave my keys to a trusted mechanic and said, "Fix it," and they say, "What's wrong?" I said, "No, I'm leaving. You fix it." Mm-hmm. And I let them fix whatever they find wrong. My annual bill is about a fifth of what it used to be. Yeah. Because I am taking it in preemptively. Yeah. It is easier to to protect and maintain than it is to repair and that mm-hmm. does seem true for a living body yeah well that's a great point too because I like even so with your car like you you hear things you understand like you can feel it when I'm driving my car and something isn't uh, you know something's wrong in the tires I can feel it in the steering wheel or I can feel it this, this is not how it normally drives something and you wrong. make the choice to keep going or not right I've got to get it looked at um, and I, you know if venture, you keep going long enough Something else is going to go wrong, right? <laughs> um, but what I was saying, my, I I feel like we are more attuned and pay attention to something like that with our car yeah. than we are with our own body. It's fascinating to find out how much people will spend on a vehicle in a year versus their total amount of health. I'm not mm-hmm. even saying body, body work and massage type stuff. I'm just saying total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will pay more for a material thing that we will buy, sell, trade, or wreck. Then we will our own body. 
Your body is how you will perceive your entire reality from start to finish. Mm. Everything you will ever know or think will be perceived by senses in your body. Mm. Why would I want distorted or limited senses? That is restricting my reality. I have a rich reality because I have very acutely tuned in senses. Mm -hmm. I take in more detail than anybody else that I know will. Mm -hmm. And I am thrilled by that. Yeah. And I wish other people could see that perspective more often. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun not to feel lost in the moment, not to feel disconnected. A lot of people feel emotions, happiness, sadness, joy, uh, um, um, uh, uh, pleasure, whatever. Yeah. But does it always match up with the right situation? It's almost like being on drugs. Mm -hmm. People on drugs have the same feelings, but they don't always time with the environment they're in, and that's why they're so you can recognize that they're not right. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't want to be not right in life either. Right. I want to be tuned into the moment. Yeah. So, so what if I've had life-altering injuries? I don't have to be defined by them. So we fixed them. Now they, I got a bullet in my spine. I've had uh, skull fractures I shouldn't have survived. But I run a business. I've got a family. I have time to play. Like I get to do everything else in life that everybody else does. Mm -hmm. But I had to deal with some consequences. I had to go through some major therapy. Yeah. And now I just take maintenance. <clears throat> I'm okay with that. Yeah. I still have my reality and it's still rich. Mm -hmm. Lots of signals. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting because even my mechanic would say, as long as like, do your oil change regularly, like maintain stuff, your car will last way longer than you think it will if you just continually maintain and keep it do you want to buy a car from a young person coming up in life or an old person oh yeah usually an old person yeah. like, like that's the that's the quintessential like you know this is a this is a gross this is a grandma drove this car and it was a going to the grocery store and back kind of thing even though you might not make the same decisions you respect the value of somebody else making the better decision yeah why don't we just do it for ourselves yeah ah oh, man that's so that's a great point it's like Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, even I. So I would. I think we've talked about this a little bit, but I would venture to say that because of that, that has affected your marriage in more positive ways. Yeah, made both of you better because you, when you're in tune, right? Like <laughs> when you're in tune with yourself in that way, and your body feels right, and things are functioning as they should in some ways, the things that you can control, that makes you better for her. Yes. But on the same accord, when I work on major surgery, major professional athletes, CrossFit athletes, day after day after day, and I did not get a, um, a, a session because either the team was busy or, or I had meetings to attend or I don't know, some, something with one of my kids, mm -hmm. um, life happens. Um, it doesn't always go the way I plan either, and sometimes i gotta got to roll with it. Um, the challenge I have is because of my injuries, I can I can completely revert the exact opposite. I can go from super happy to super sad and angry, mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to be that way. But at least we've gotten to a point where we can understand Nelson or Dad is is run down, fatigued. Give them a moment. So if I come home, they can just look at me and know. Mm -hmm. Whoa, back off. You know, it's not angry, Dad, but he could be. Or uh, you know, my wife doesn't want to walk on eggshells because you know she's afraid I might might go off the handle or something. Just because I'm in pain in my body and I can't take other senses around me because I'm dealing with so much distortion within myself. Wow. 
So if yeah. I can go hang upside down and decompress my low back from the bullet, if I can go stretch out on an exercise ball, if I can get on a yoga mat and, and, and keep my shoulders apart um, so that they're not collapsing my rib cage in, if I can do these things, mm-hmm. oh, I can be me and be lovely and happy mm-hmm. and joyous mm-hmm. and free. Mm-hmm. But it takes awareness. So yeah. our marriage is great because we understand each other, we understand ourselves, and we work towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God definitely kept us together when things were early on and we had everything going wrong in our life and not with our marriage, but everything around us. Um, it, it was very hard. Um, the one saving grace I had is my job lets me let go in order for, for a therapist to be successful at what they do. They have to leave their life alone and come into a session clean. And that's, that's literally separation of energy. Mm. We've got to ground ourselves. Um, I, I have a moment of prayer. I have a moment of peace. And I ask for God's blessing and help and direction and guidance um, so that I can tune in. And when I'm in there with a session with a client, I'm there with them. Yeah. So the, the thing that helps me is when I come out, then I have to decide, do I pick up the crap of my life again? Sometimes yeah. I want to keep working, you know. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have that, um, you know, the, that, that power couple feeling of mm-hmm. being able to lean on each other. Um, okay. you know, like I said earlier, I think we've been together almost eight years now. So with that, we've learned how to communicate to each other because we both spend time getting treated. We both get sessions um, and we let go. So you know, there's times she comes out of a session that she's going to detox from her own physical stuff, her own emotional stuff, and sometimes emotional stuff that I caused on her. Yeah. So guess what? She's got to come home to see me even if I was the source of why she was that way. Mm. So sometimes i got to you know, recognize that it's not about communication. It's about back off. Yeah. So it's an ebb and flow, but again, it goes back to signals and perspectives. What are you paying attention to? What are you listening to? What are you sensing? Mm-hmm. If it's distortion, you're not going to be cued in on these things. Yeah. So I don't want to not be in touch with my reality. I've got to pay attention. Yeah. What kind of uh, – so we'll wrap it up here and say what kind of – speaking to that, what kind of advice would you give someone – to be able to pay attention to those things because I feel like most people's lives are so busy there's so many demands on them uh, us that because of that we don't pay attention we stop listening because this thing is grabbing my time this mm-hmm. thing is it's the tyranny of the immediate basically it's like constantly so how do you how do you work around that how would you tell someone to work around that to try to pay attention question everything and constant change. Okay. If you're doing the same thing, you're going to be in a rut. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the same thing, you're probably zoning out and tuning out and taking things for granted, whether that's in your job, in your home, driving, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, questioning everything um, for me came when I was 24 and I received a very advanced bodywork session. And I realized I didn't know how to run right. Because of my injuries, mm. I stood in a different balance than God designed me to be, and my firing sequence was off, and I was not using the right muscles in the right order. Yet I still succeeded as being a long-distance runner. Yeah. Which makes absolutely no sense, but I was that stupid. <laughs> so when I learned that I had to relearn how to walk, how to stand, how to run, how to brush my teeth, everything – I had to question everything. It gave me the freedom to accept that I was wrong. It gave me the freedom to accept failure and allowed me to rebuild mm. new. So if other people could take that same concept 
it really it's empowering mm-hmm. it's in free um, it, it's wonderful so when you're trying to pay attention change your perspective you're so used to yourself you've always been paying attention to the same thing mm-hmm. see it from somebody else's mind see it from outside yourself it's hard to do it takes practice communicate with people talk to people and see their perspective on something and question your own mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to adopt theirs <clears throat> but see if there's another version yeah it really really genuinely helps my father David Cacciatore taught me something when I was young um, it was a, a, an annoying but wonderful lesson that lasted all day I came up to him I think I was in my, my young teens Pop, I'm, I'm really worried about this okay now so I'm, all, I, I'm dealing with this and I'm worried about this right now come back to me later we'll worry about that later okay mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm stressing out anxious worried just like all those postures I was talking about come back later uh, or Papa, I'm worried about this still. Okay, no, no, it's not right now. Now I'm worried about that. Papa, you can't, you can't be worried about that. It, not, not yet. It's not time. Yeah. I've got an order of things. Come back to me later. So it, it went on, went on, went on. Finally, at the end of the day, I, I'm a wreck now. I don't remember what the issue is. I was so angry at him, and I'll explain why. I'm like, Papa, you know, can, we, can we worry about this now? He's like, okay, you got my attention. All right, let me, let me hear his whole story. So I dumped it all on him. probably took me you know, eight or ten minutes to me. probably felt like hours. And uh, he goes, well, that's easy. We can't worry about that. <laughs> What Papa? I almost cursed at him. I'm like, what, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Well, it's easy. We we can't do anything about it. So what else do you have for me to worry about?" Mm. Excuse me. <laughs> He's like, "No, next item." Yeah. I'm like, Papa, what? I, I went off on him. He goes, "Son, listen. Let me explain to you. You can worry about one thing at a time. If you worry about more than that, you're really inefficient. And only worry about things you can control. If you can't control it, let it go. Mm. Pay attention and let go." That's probably <clears throat> the hardest thing in the world for most people to do. You have to constantly to, do it? Yeah. To, I can't control that, so. It, but it's fascinating to me how much energy we put into things that we can't control. I'm winning because I let go and fail more often. Mm. But you're okay. So, and that, but that's a, like what you said just a second ago of, of um, being able to fail like the freedom to fail we're so conditioned that like if you fail at that thing done like you oh i get pissed it, it i mean i who wants to put an energy or attempt at something and not do right yeah but if you're paying attention you can learn you can recalculate you can adjust mm-hmm. yeah but i think our i think we fear failing so much that we don't we don't even like some people don't even start to attempt. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, we did. Like, I'm so afraid I'm going to fail, I'm not even going to try. But that in and of itself is failure because you didn't attempt the idea. <laughs> yes, exactly. I agree. I used to stand on the edge of a bridge and literally say, God, don't let me die. And I would just jump. <laughs> I did not know the depths of the water. Most of the time, I never knew the depths of the water. But the freedom I had in those few seconds of flight typically falling <laughs> right was unbelievably exhilarating I would not recommend anybody else to do this yeah don't encourage anyone to jump please don't, please don't do that <laughs> but it allowed me to develop an area of thought that I know exists mm-hmm. complete and utter freedom while having lack of control yeah <clears throat> yeah I absolutely 100% let go it was wonderful. Yeah. 
but now I have to find a way to carry that safely in other areas of life. Yeah, right. Well, and I think all the things you're talking about, your your slogan as a company is "Move Freely," but I think that's more than just a slogan for your company. I think that feels like it's a mindset mantra. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a for you like moving freely is not just oh my body moves freely like it should, but that's moving freely through life, less fear of failure, things like that. Like just being able to move freely through relationships, all, all of those things. Yeah, no sticky, don't stop, <clears throat> don't waste my energy and, and, and a stopping point. I don't want to have a speedboat and tie an anchor and throw it out the back. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Yeah. You get something to go fast because you want to go fast. Yeah. I'm living my life because I want to live my life. I don't want to just be stuck in my life. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. I love it. So um, I always uh, – I end the podcast with two questions, um, one for you and then one for the people listening. So my last question for you is, um, in your opinion, does does everyone have the ability – I'll put it in your terms of moving freely to boldly go move freely through life? accomplish that dream or well, at least chase the dream. I don't necessarily accomplish it, but go after the thing that they love. Absolutely. But it's hard to go alone. Mm. It takes a village to raise a person, right? Mm-hmm. It takes teamwork to get anywhere. I am successful because thousands of people have encouraged me, cheered me on, uplifted me, picked me up, pushed me, prayed for me, all kinds of things to get me to where I am. I didn't do this. We did this. And mm. everybody feels that they have to prove something to the world. They've got to prove something to parents. They've got to prove something to an ex. They've got to prove something to a spouse. They got to prove... Who knows what their pressure is? Take the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And look for support. Yeah. Look for how you can tie yourself to somebody else going the same direction. We've unified ourselves with other businesses, other people in the community, individuals that share commonality. Sometimes for no gain to ourselves whatsoever other than yeah. a smile and high five because it feels good to see people doing things. Yeah. Everybody's possible, but you got to get over yourself and try. Mm. That's a great point, man. Can't do it. Man. Yeah. It's a great answer. You're, yeah. you're smarter than you look. <laughs> <laughs> it's Heather now. <laughs> um, so to, uh, d- before, I, before I put the question to the audience, uh, how can... Do you have anything to promote? I mean, obviously, Epic, your business, but where can they find you? Any, oh, uh, anything coming up? Yeah, all we, we've stuff? always got stuff going on. Like I said, we got movement and activity and energy. Um, well, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, I believe it's all under Epic Bodywork. So you, you know, Facebook backslash Epic Bodywork. Mm-hmm. The handle is Epic Bodywork. Um, you can find the company Epic Bodywork and Massage. Um, we send out a, a, a pretty comprehensive newsletter throughout the month. So um, if you ever want to get on our email list, you can just email the company at movefreely at epicbody.work. Our website is epicbody.work. Um, uh, we've got uh, events all around town. We, uh, I think most of our events page is on Facebook um, for social events. And our calendar um, will shortly be put onto the website for outside events. Um, I know we're going to be at Iron Bay Classic September 9th um, um, right over off Cypress Street, um, Jefferson High School. 
um, uh, a fitness competition open to the public to come watch and view and um, cheer people on. And um, I believe at the end of September we're going to be at St. Jude um, um, helping um, raise money and work on participants for their um, research hospital funding. Nice. Um, so it's a, a really cool project they have going on. Again, it's on our website. Um, and we have uh, massage education classes that go on um, uh, throughout the year, throughout every month and week at our place. Um, uh, just check us out, keep in touch, um, and question everything. It's fun. Yeah, I love it. So to everyone uh, listening, the final question to you guys. Um, you've heard Nelson's story. You've heard uh, what they're doing. You've heard um, his philosophy of moving freely. So my question that we always end to you is to think about what can you do this week? What's the one thing? You can do this week, this month, to, uh, in his terms, move freely to, and boldly go. Like, get out there, start pursuing that thing. Maybe it's just writing the first chapter of that book, starting the the art piece, whatever it is. But what what's the? You don't have to do it all at one time. But what's the one thing to keep you moving freely and moving forward that you can do? Dude, thanks for being on. Thanks, man. God bless. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Dude, appreciate the time. Thanks, I, guys, for listening. Awesome. Everybody's done. Ha 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 